1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. Thank you so much for listening. And welcome to another Sunday morning where we're getting, today we're going to be talking about Father's Day. So good morning, especially to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning. Tenny, I'm going to start out with sort of a sad story right away because um, can you tell us about uh, what happened to your dad when he actually passed away? My dad was a wonderful, quiet, knowledgeable, educated person that I still miss to this day. He died on Christmas Day, and that has always been a tragedy for my life. I've never particularly felt wonderful about Christmas since that time. Yeah, it was a tough time, wasn't it? It was. He had been in the hospital. Was he in Toby Hospital at the time? He was. He had gone over to Toby. Toby. He had been taken there by ambulance, and um, he had had one of a multiple series of heart attacks, um, and he just didn't make it from this one. Yeah, I think he had, like, a congestive heart failure, didn't he? Yes, exactly. But still, it's a tough remembrance to know that your dad actually died on uh, Christmas Day. That was a tough morning, and I remember very well because your mother was staying with us at the time, and a call came in around 7.30 in the morning, didn't it? I think it was even earlier. I think it was about 5. Yeah. Um, and yes, my mother at that point was um, almost in shock, so it was a very difficult day. Not a nice thing to be talking about on a beautiful Sunday that is Father's Day 2019. No, but we all have remembrances of our fathers, our dads. Um, some people who are listening today have good memories, and some have not so good memories about their fathers, but we all learned something from our fathers, didn't we? Yes, my father could sit in a room with you for about two hours and never say a word, <laughs> just because he was a, a quiet, reflective man. Yes, he was a man of few <laughs> words. Usually when it came out, it was some kind of a little quiet, sideways zinger kind of a thing as well. Well, so, yeah, but, Sort of a quiet sense of humor. But he was uh, very intelligent, and what he said always made sense. So I miss him. Well, the reason I wanted to tell that story first, Tenny, and, and uh, thank you for doing that. I didn't tell you ahead of time we're going to be doing that, but um, there's a quotation from a gentleman named David Ayer, and he said, my father died when I was really young on Christmas Day. And so I immediately thought of you when I saw that story. But we all have a lot of good memories about fathers, too. Uh, those of us who have been fortunate enough to grow up with fathers, and not everybody does. And I remember your dad very well. Because I always thought he was just a terrific guy, but I didn't know him when I was growing up the way you folks did as a first sergeant Marine. Yeah, he was tough. You know, when I was about 13 years of age, I think, um, he was still in the Marine Corps at that time, and he got an assignment for about 12 to 15 months in Okinawa. This was in peacetime, of course. But um, I remember his advice to me as a 13-year-old young boy and he said you're the man of the family now and he didn't give me a lot more advice than that but basically the message was that I had to take care of things when he was away and you did you were the oldest son yep but um, anyway 
Today is Father's Day, so let's talk about some good thoughts about Father's Day and some facts and figures. Um, Father's Day actually began um, more than a century ago. It was in 1909. Uh, there was a lady uh, in Spokane, Washington. Her name was Sonora Dodd, D-O-D-D. And she was in church listening to a Mother's Day sermon because they had Mother's Day at that point, but they didn't have a Father's Day. And she thought that there ought to be a special day to honor her own father, who was a Civil War veteran. He was a, um, had been widowed. Um, and he raised his six children, including this lady, all by himself on a farm. And she thought that was a really special thing. So there was a day in June chosen for the first Father's Day celebration. It was June 10th, and it was proclaimed by uh, the mayor of Spokane, Washington. And it has a little history since then. Um, and But it's surprisingly a fairly recent holiday, isn't it? Um, and it's... Um, the first presidential proclamation honoring fathers was in 1966. No kidding. Yep, and that was President Lyndon Johnson. He, really? He specifically designated the third Sunday in June as Father's Day. That's huh. not that long ago, is it? No, I don't recall that we had not celebrated it before that. That's kind of like a double negative, but... Well, it might have been celebrated, but it wasn't celebrated on a national scale. And then in uh, 1972... Uh, President Richard Nixon signed the public law that made it permanent. So it's it's quite a recent phenomenon to have uh, this happen. I'm not going to go into all the statistics about fathers and dads and child support and things like that. But um, Father's Day has some interesting history to it. And um, actually even Calvin Coolidge in 1924 made it a national event. But it was never a designated day until... 1966 and 1972, it's that recent. Well, I hope everyone out there who has a father uh, is doing something to honor them today. Um, fathers are very important people in our lives, and we need to tell them thank you and uh, give them a hug, tell them you love them. Yep, if you're lucky enough still to have your father, you should do that. So, Tenny, what day of the year do you think is um, the day that has the most phone calls made in the United States? Oh, you've told this before. I think it's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so more phone calls are made in the United States on Mother's Day, certainly much more than on Father's Day. But the percentage of collect calls on Father's Day is much higher. <laughs> so Father's Day is the busiest day of the year for collect calls. <laughs> Which which don't exist anymore, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know if they do or not. But um, you know, some way or another, Dad always gets to pay, I guess, doesn't he? <laughs> well, remember when our daughter was um, a student at the uh, Sorbonne, I believe it was, over in Paris uh, for a semester? <laughs> but her boyfriend was back here. <laughs> yeah, she, was a, a, she took a semester and studied in France uh, for one semester while she was attending uh, UMass Amherst. And it was a good educational experience for her, but she did have a boyfriend back in the United States, and she made a lot of calls to him. And when I got the first phone bill, um, it had something like $800 of long-distance charges on it for one month. <laughs> and 
at that point, I made a transatlantic call to her, and I said, do not make any more phone calls to your boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah. I thought you handled it very calmly and nicely, and she paid you back. Well, what I did is I realized that when I had that first phone bill, there were other phone calls that were already out there that hadn't yet been billed. So the second bill came in, and that was also around seven or $800. But I actually had her on the phone, and she was crying because she didn't have any recollection or realization it was going to be that kind of money. But uh, I said, when you get back home, I said, you're going to get a job, and you're going to pay back every nickel of this money. And she did. When she got back home that summer, she got a job, and she worked, and she paid back every nickel of the money. And it's a good thing she did because she didn't end up with that boyfriend anyway. But what a difference cell phones and uh, all that has made in our lives, huh? Oh, sure. Today you can text and you can email, and uh, there's very little or virtually no cost. Well, today we in Father's Day, um, and we're early in the morning, and I want to remind people that there is a Father's Day road race taking place in Fairhaven. This is an annual event. It's well attended. They, it's the 45th year that they've done a Father's Day road race. What time does it start? Uh, it actually starts right after the show. It starts at 9 o'clock this morning. So people it's, have time to get there. Well, you have time to watch it for sure. They have both a 10K and a 5K road race. It begins at the Hastings Middle School, uh, which is on 30 School Street in Fairhaven. And it's a fun event. Uh, I know the Days family has been very actively involved in this over the years. I'm not sure whether they founded it or not. And it's certainly possible. But it's a nice event, and if you have time to go take it in, um, absolutely do that. Well, I think Father's Day often um, is done with barbecues and backyard stuff, more than Mother's Day where people tend to take Mother out for um, dinner or lunch because she's sick of cooking. Um, so probably today it's supposed to be a fairly nice day. Uh, people will be doing a lot of cookouts. Well, did you ever wonder, I've, I've always wondered, why is it that mothers usually get the job of doing the cooking indoors, but when it comes to outdoor barbecuing, that somehow seems to be a, a dad's job. I wonder why. Well, somebody has to be outside to be the grill master because, you know, you can't be two places at once and mother's still got to get the rest of the meal on the table. Or take care of things if dad burns the burgers, I suppose. Right. Well, today being Father's Day, we want to talk about Father's Day. We want to talk about some things that um, a man, a dad, ought to be thinking about doing to protect his family legally because we tend to think of the role of the father as being a protector, don't we? Yes. And so we want to talk a little bit about some of the legal things that uh, dads ought to be thinking about to protect their family, a little bit about some of the financial steps. But basically, what are some of the things that you can do to, to teach your family, teach your kids? Um, it's sometimes said that anybody can be a father, but not everybody can be a dad. I'm not sure who said that one. I don't know, but it was it was a very nice sentiment. I I mostly remember my dad um, telling me to be honorable, to be um, energetic, to never sit down. I don't think he stayed still longer than two hours a day. He was always gardening or fixing something or moving around or painting or whatever. Yep. Um, you had great gardens. Yep. 
So he passed that on, that time is is a critical thing in your life, and don't waste it. That was a good lesson. So let's talk about what is a father, what's the definition of a father. I have a, a quotation which is from an unknown person. This is a small boy's definition of Father's Day. It's just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend so much. <laughs> Doesn't that sound uh, like the way it really is? Yeah. <laughs> and um, definition of a father. A father is a guy who has snapshots in his wallet where his money used to be. <laughs> Think about uh, that one. Remember well, you had a T-shirt named the Bank of Dad? Yeah, I, I actually told that story once before, but it's worth telling again. We were uh, traveling, I think it was probably the only trip we ever took on the Caribbean when the kids were young. And um, our daughter, um, Catherine is her name, and uh, she went into a store and came back out again and asked if she could borrow some money because she wanted to buy something. So she came back out with a T-shirt that she bought for me, and it said, I bank at the bank of dad. <laughs> With your borrowed money. With my borrowed but money. But probably not paid back. <laughs> of course not. No. You know, it's funny. Sometimes I sit down with clients in the office when we're talking about financial planning. And I go through a listing of all their assets, and I'll ask the question. I'll say, now, do you, does anybody owe money to you that you expect to get paid back? And I said, we don't count children's loans in that category <laughs> <laughs> because right. we don't really expect to get paid back monies that we loan to children, do we? Um. Unfortunately, probably not, right? <laughs> no. Well, anyway, um, let's uh, continue and talk about uh, dads and Father's Day. Uh, do something, first of all, for Father's Day. Make a call if your dad is still living, if you're still fortunate. Uh, visit if you can visit. And if your dad isn't with you any longer, then maybe it's time to think about honoring his memory or thinking about some of the lessons you might have even learned from him. But, Tendi, let's jump for a second and talk about some of the legal things that dads should do because if we think about the role of a father as being a protector and wanting to protect his family, certainly the top of that list ought to be legal documents, I would think, wouldn't you? Those are so very important. We talk about it all the time. The basic documents that everyone should have in place particularly if you're a father and a provider for your family, um, you should have a will. You should have a durable power of attorney for property. And you should have health documents, the health care power of attorney, uh, the HIPAA document, maybe even a living will that gives instructions to your family if you should uh, be in a situation where you're not going to get better. All of those documents are so important to have in place. It's in the will, of course, where people name the guardians and conservatives for their underage children. So if you're a father listening and you have young children, please get a will in place and make sure that you uh, complete that will with the name of somebody who would take care of your kids if you weren't there anymore. And I guess the main reason you want to do those things, uh, Tenny, uh, we're talking with Attorney Tenny Lance, is because these things are going to be taken care of in one way or another, but they're going to be a lot more expensive if you haven't done documents. Not only expensive, but uh, difficult to get through the process. Um, who's going to take care of your kids? Do you know 
Yeah, if anybody would step up and do that, do you want to make sure that they're taken care of by a particular person as opposed to maybe by your uh, ne'er-do-well brother-in-law or something like that? Um, these documents are very important. They can avoid something called living probate, and that's uh, a court process where people who do not have health care powers of attorney or durable powers of attorney for property have to go to get somebody named to take care of them if anything happens to them. So let's say you're a dad, you're a father, and you become disabled and you haven't done any documents, then somebody has to go into court to be named your legal guardian to help take care of you, for example. That's, a, that's an expensive process. Yes, expensive, difficult, because you have to get doctors' um, support certifications, forms filled out, and all that sort of thing, and expensive. So the power of attorney, for example, basically says, if I can't make decisions for myself, if I become injured, if I become disabled, then I name somebody else to make these decisions for me and to handle my affairs for me. And that's a legal document that can hold up, if need be, if anything happens to you. So one bit of advice to fathers out there, if you happen to know that your child is a father and that he has not done any of these documents, maybe that's what you want to give him for Father's Day. Maybe that's a good Father's Day gift. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, a lady named Linda Poindexter once said, when my father didn't have my hand, he had my back. I kind of like that expression. I like that. That reminds me of my dad. You know, if you're, if you're uh, fortunate enough to have uh, children in this world, then you, you do almost anything for your children, don't you? You want to make sure they're taken care of. And, um, even William Shakespeare at one point wrote, it is a wise father that knows his own child. But lots of stories, lots of good stories, lots of not-so-good stories. Uh, Tenny, let's talk for a minute. Can you tell folks about this uh, Lunch and Learn workshop you have coming up this week? Because there's still a little bit of time to be able to attend that. Yes, we'd love to see you there. It's taking place on Tuesday, June 18th at noontime uh, in our office at Fonts Corner Road. That's pretty much across from the law school and the Vanity Fair outlet. Um, and we have a few places left, not a lot, but we would love to see you there for uh, a free lunch and to learn more about what basic things you should have in place and how they work. What is a will? What does it do? How do you get one in place? What do you have to uh, do if you want somebody else to take care of your property if you aren't able to do so? So come and learn about all of these very basic things. And I know you have a fair number of people already signed up for that, but you have a few more openings. What number should people call if they want to make a reservation to attend? Please call our office at 508-998-8800. Yes, um, we have just a few more openings for that. So I guess the first thing that we have talked about a little bit is you need to do something, you should do something to make sure you have legal documents in place to protect your family because it's not just about protecting you and carrying out your own wishes, it's to make sure that your family is taken care of, isn't it? Yes, and I know it's, it's a bit of an intrusion in your life to have to come into a lawyer's office and talk about uh, who might take over if you weren't there. I know it's not fun, 
Uh, but we try to make it fun and interesting for you. And uh, once it's done, you feel such a sense of relief that that burden is off your shoulder. You don't have to think about it anymore. Well, our uh, former president, Harry Truman, he was the 33rd president of the United States, said, I have found the best way to give advice to your children is to find out what they want and then advise them to do it. (laughs) Not always, but (laughs) yes. Now, not everybody can be a father. Not everybody has children, obviously. But uh, whether you have had children or not, whether you're a father or not, you yourself have had a father. And I dare say that everybody has learned some important lessons uh, from their father. Um, Here's a quotation I want to give from Wade Boggs, a former Red Sox baseball player. Anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. And that's why I call you dad, because you are so special to me. You taught me the game, and you taught me how to play it right. That's a nice testimonial from Wade Boggs. It is. I think of that a lot when you and I go to see our grandchildren play baseball, and to know that our son is out there uh, as the coach of uh, at least one team, maybe two or three, I don't remember anymore, but... Mm-hmm. Um, He's always been there for his kids. He's just a wonderful dad. Well, we all have different memories of our own fathers, those of us who were fortunate enough to grow up with father, fathers. My, my dad was um, absent a lot because um, he didn't even see me until I was two years old. He was uh, fighting uh, in the Pacific in World War II as a Marine. I didn't um, realize you were that old when you first saw him. Yep. Wow. Didn't see him until I was... I, about two years old. I can't, I don't have any memory going back that far, obviously. No, but you must have said, who the devil's he when he came into your life? Probably. You know, we have a lot of uh, presidents that have chimed in on the subject of fatherhood and raising families. Uh, George W. Bush once said, I've been to war. I've raised twins. If I had a choice, I'd rather go to war. So think about that. It's a lot of hard work raising kids, isn't it? It is. I see, uh, is it Jenna Bush, who is on the TV program now, and I think about how sophisticated she is and uh, how her dad must have gone through all kinds of difficulty raising the both of them. Yep. Um, Well, anyway, um, we've all had a father... Some of us have had good experiences and have known our fathers. Other, others listening perhaps have not known their father and have grown up without a father. But um, Father's Day is a day that um, we think about what can we do to thank a father, um, what can we do to protect our father if he's still living, and what can a father do to protect his family if he's still living. So there are many things you can do, and... One of the things we always tell people to do is to um, make an appointment to sit down and talk with Attorney Tenny Lance or Attorney Michael Coleman. Call them at 508-998-8800, and it doesn't cost any money to sit down and talk. I guess unless you're talking about nursing homes, right? Then you have a fee for that. Yes, we do, because that's a, an entirely different matter. We give advice as opposed to producing documents, right? Yep. Well, um, let's talk about some famous fathers for a minute and some of the advice that they ever got from their own uh, dads. Um, 
So uh, it's a time for uh, fatherly advice, and we also we have all received lessons, whether it's directly talking to us or just watching how our fathers have operated. And there are a lot of famous people that have signed up um, um, for some important information. Um, T. Boone Pickens, who's a famous conglomerate business person, said he learned from his father to always have a plan. Meg Whitman, uh, who is the CEO of uh, Hewlett-Packard HP, basically said she learned from her father to always be nice. So we've all learned different things. And um, T. Boone Pickens said his father was told him once, a fool with a plan can outsmart a genius with no plan any day. <laughs> and that's what we talk about in our office, That's what we talk about. We right? talk about having a plan for yourself. What do you want to do with your own life? What do you want to do to protect your own family? And you mentioned a story about the lady that created Spanx. We'll come back and talk about that in a minute. I've got some other good pieces of information to share with you. Uh, people like Bill Gates and... I, I like the story about the Spanx lady because every father in America has always said a thank you to the lady who invented Spanx. No? That's not the right quote. All right, we'll come back in just a minute and we'll talk about Spanx and a few other subjects. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a wonderful Sunday morning that happens to be Father's Day in America. Father's Day doesn't have a long history. It took a lot longer to recognize fathers and have a Father's Day than it did to recognize mothers and have a Mother's Day, didn't it, Tenny? Well, I guess so. I learned that this morning. That's very interesting. Yep. I thought they would have been started at about the same time. But um, if there was a Mother's Day in 2009 and a Father's Day in 1966, that's a very long time. Mm-hmm. Just wait to say thank you to dads. So do you ever look at your your father or have you ever looked in the past at your father and look at what he's wearing and the clothing that he's wearing and the clothing style that he's wearing? Oh, my dad was so awful. He would wear brown plaid shorts and green socks and black shoes and, and wonder why everybody said, Dad, that's just awful. Well, Jerry Seinfeld once said, you can tell what was the best year of your father's life because they seem to freeze that clothing style and write it out. <laughs> I like that quotation, but it's true, isn't it? It is. I guess, I guess men in general just don't have the same fashion sense that women do. But anyway, nope. not their, not their uh, stock and trade, but less important for them. Well, fashion is not as important to men. But anyway, welcome back to uh, Money Wise. We're talking today about Father's Day. And there's lots of good quotations. There's lots of really nice quotations. I've got just a few more to share with you. I want to give you one more right now from my dear friend, Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) Your favorite. And Rodney said, I'm so ugly, my father carries around a picture of the kid who came with his wallet. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's a clean Rodney Dangerfield joke that we can use on the radio. But... uh, Bill Gates uh, got advice from his father, uh, Microsoft. Uh, he's the founder of Microsoft. And his father said, do what you're not good at. How about that? Oh, that's and interesting. that's sort of like the advice that you had talked to me about from the lady who invented Spanx, which is that 
stretchy stuff that women wear when they go to yoga classes or sometimes when they just walk down the street. Um, and tell, okay. tell, us, tell us what the story was. Didn't you say that her father told every night they had to tell a story about what they failed at? I honestly don't remember this story, so go ahead and okay. you repeat it. Well, Tony told me that the lady who invented Spanx grew up in a household where the father said every night they had to tell a story about something they had failed at that day. And then he said, congratulations and thank, and thank you for telling the story because they were basically taught that it's okay to fail. Learn your lesson from what you failed at and then go on and do something different the next time. You didn't just tell me that story this morning? I did not. It must have been Deb in the office. Oh. I think it was Deb in the office that told me that story. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. So. Okay. I'm sorry. It was Deb in the office. We were talking. Yes. All right. Sorry about that. No wonder you're looking at me so peculiarly. <laughs> where is he coming from? <laughs> Tenny, did you ever get any money advice from your father? Oh, my father was a skinflint with money. He basically said, don't spend it. <laughs> so he was a saver. Yes. He was thrifty. And that was good. He was thrifty. Yes. He was frugal. <laughs> yes. He was scrimy. <laughs> no, <laughs> but close to it. All of the above. But, you know, money matters. So you have to teach your kids to make important financial decisions. Should you give them an allowance? Should you not give them an allowance? Should you make them work for their money instead and teach them how they can earn money? But no matter how much my dad didn't like to spend money and they went through some difficult financial times in their lives, mm -hmm. they totally paid for my college education. And I remain even to this day impressed by that. And by the way, I'd like to give thanks to uh, Deb Broder, our marketing person in our office because she told me the story about the Spanx. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that it was she because yes. I didn't remember. It was. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Richard Branson. Do you know who Richard Branson is, Tenny? Uh, an investor. Virgin Airlines. Yes. Virgin Records. Uh, sort of an outrageous personality, but he's been very successful. Uh, the advice that he got from his uh, father was listen more than you talk. Uh, because Very important. It is important to listen. He said uh, his uh, mom always had ideas about new business schemes and you know, throwing ideas all over the place, and it drove him crazy and his sisters crazy. Um, but he said his dad was the anchor in the family. He said he wasn't quiet, but he was just not as talkative as the rest of us. It was a wonderful balance, and we always knew we could rely upon him no matter what. So that's a lesson that we can all learn from anybody, including from our fathers. Um, nobody learned anything by hearing themselves speak, his dad said. Uh, you have to listen to others and what others are telling you. Good advice. And I'm going to give one more and then go on to other subjects and talk about finances a little bit. But uh, Steve Jobs, um, or Jobs, however you pronounce it, he founded uh, Apple, Apple Computers. Uh, he was fanatical. Anytime you open up a box of something you buy from Apple, the box itself is beautiful. It's magnificent. It's crafted. And it's wonderfully cut. Everything is precise about just the box. And then you open up the device, the Apple iPhone, for example, and it's this perfect little thing that comes out at you. And it's wonderful to hold and wonderful to look at. So one of the things that his dad told him was, 
Always paint the back of the fence. Don't just be concerned about looking at something from one side. You have to look at things from all sides. And basically it was a message about uh, doing your job. So he said when he was a kid once, he was building a fence with his father, and he said, you have to make the back of the fence that nobody will see just as good looking as the front of the fence. Even though nobody will see it, you will know it, and that will show that you're dedicated to making something perfect. Well, that was nice. So that his father told advice. him that lesson simply and while they were painting through. a fence. It followed through his life. It, yep. it influenced him, and that's what dads do. Well, it had a great influence on him because, as I said, every, every single Apple product that you get, uh, the packaging, the, the presentation, it's perfect. And that creates a whole image of what you think about that project. That uh, product. So let's talk a little bit about uh, financial services. Um, dads uh, hopefully can teach their children about finances and saving money and making money and not spending money foolishly and working for an allowance or getting a part-time job. One of our grandchildren right now has his first job outside the home, uh, working in a pizza store. Yep, and we're proud of him. He's we're very proud of him for doing that. Yep. Uh, he's 15 years old and has his first job, and he works a couple of days a week and makes his own money, gets to spend his own money. So you have to teach those lessons, don't you? And yes. That's, that's what you get when you come to our office, too, because we sit down and people will say, Ray, what should I do next? And I say, well, let's, let's create a budget for the first thing that we want to do. And then we'll make a compilation of your assets. We want to see what your income is. We want to see what your budget is. Are you spending more than what you're taking in? Or do you have a surplus every month? And how are you invested? And is there a way that you could be more safe in what you do? So we, we teach all these things in the office constantly. Go ahead, are you gonna say something? Oh, I was just gonna say how important that is uh, to people. And I, I know that it can be uh, a fearsome thing to do that people don't like to sit down and look at their budget and maybe worry about whether they've got enough money, but you can ease their minds and that's what you do a lot. You uh, are very um, even-tempered and good-natured, I think is the phrase, and you sit down with people without a lot of intimidation and you help them to uh, look at their finances, look at their future and see what they should do. Okay, so remember to say that to me at home sometime too. It's not quite the same there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just had somebody in my office a couple of days ago, and they came in because they already have a reverse mortgage. And if you're out there listening and you have a reverse mortgage, um, here's one little idea. And by the way, we can help you get a reverse mortgage if you need one. But we have a client, a lady who stopped in. She listens to the radio show every week, and that's why she came in. She came in with her son and she's sort of a victim of some scare tactics right now because she has a reverse mortgage. As you probably know, you don't have to make payments on a reverse mortgage, but if you choose to, you could make interest payments, and that'll keep the loan from continuing to grow larger. It'll leave more equity, ultimately, for your family. But anyway, she made the mistake of calling up and asking um, about her reverse mortgage or some questions and she said sometimes she pays the interest and sometimes she doesn't and they said well uh, you probably ought to go and pay off your reverse mortgage 
Why don't you go down to your local bank and take out a traditional mortgage and pay off your reverse mortgage? And if you do that, we have a special program. We'll give you a little discount for doing that. Oh, isn't that awful? That's terrible. And they have a, a form letter already re- rewritten. They have a deliberate strategy. So this was a reverse mortgage originally with Wells Fargo. Not the and most they, favored company. They went out of business on reverse mortgages, but they sold her loan to another company. If I thought of the name, I would tell it right now on the radio, but I don't remember it. And so this company clearly wants to try to see if people can pay off some of those reverse mortgages. Why? Because they want the cash back. And the, the tactics, I thought, were really heavy-handed. So she got nervous and worried. She thought the guy was telling her she had to go out and get a traditional mortgage and pay off her reverse mortgage. That's the only reason she came in. And it was the same company that was going to offer a traditional mortgage to her? No. No, they but wanted her to go to her local bank and take out a regular conventional oh, I see. mortgage. Okay. And I said, number one, you don't have to do that. Number two, um, you don't have to pay off your reverse mortgage unless you decide to sell the house. Number three, um, in the event that you pass away, your family has a whole year within which they can pay off that reverse mortgage. I said, these are simply intimidation tactics from this company that took over your Wells Fargo reverse mortgage. I said, it's really shameful. So if anybody else is in a similar situation, number one, you don't have to make payments on your reverse mortgage. You do have to pay for your um, taxes and your insurance, um, but that's it. So, so anyway, she must have been very grateful to you. She was very relieved. She sat down. There was nothing that else that I needed to do for her financially. I didn't charge her any money to sit down and review the paperwork and talk to her about it. And she was just very grateful. So keep on listening. I appreciate it. Um, in any event, um, there are lots of things to talk about, uh, dads. Um, I want to actually just slip in a little tax tip here for a minute. Sometimes we see people in our office that have houses in more than one state, and sometimes they do it for tax reasons. So let's say you have a house or a condo in Florida, and you say, well, Florida doesn't have any income tax, so I want to become a Florida resident. Um, The rules are fairly strict about that, and a lot of states will actually do an audit, especially if you live in a higher tax state whether it's Massachusetts or New York or Connecticut, for example. And if you maintain two residences, they can actually make you prove that you are a resident of this low-tax or no-tax state. And um, you have to basically spend at least 183 days in the state, such as Florida. And a lot of states like Massachusetts sometimes will be concerned that Maybe you're really fudging it and you're not really a Florida resident after all. But you have to have receipts and show that you pay utility bills and credit card receipts to prove that you are in the state during certain times. If you can't do that, then they could deny you and they could say, you now need to file a Massachusetts income tax return. So we've got some good handout material on that. Give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. Can I put in another tip for this Lunch and Learn sure. on Tuesday? Good idea. Um, if you would like to come and learn a little bit more about basic documents that everyone should have in place, wills, durable powers of attorney, and health care documents in particular, give us a call at 
800-800-8800. And we'd be happy to give you lunch on Tuesday, June 18th at noontime. But please do call so we'll make sure we have enough seats. Well, I know that you um, have quite a few reservations already, so you don't have that many vacant spaces left. But it's a good opportunity to learn, and that's what we like to do in the office. We like to show you uh, things that will um, help you protect your family legally, help you protect your money uh, financially. And uh, we're pleased to do that. Um, Did you ever hear of Martin Mull? He was a comedian. He was a fairly dry comedian. Martin who? Mull, M-U-L-L. He hasn't hasn't been around for a while. He said, having children is like having a bowling alley installed in your brain. (laughs) And that's true, isn't it? I guess. Very strange quote. Well, it's Father's Day, and we hope that you can do something to either remember your father, whether your father is with you or not with you. Um, If you're a long distance from your father, we hope that you can call your father. I don't like to get Father's Day presents. I just like to have somebody simply say Happy Father's Day. That's all. Well, that's the important thing. If you if you have a father and he's alive and near you, go over and give him a hug. It's so important. And as you say, much more important than anything that you might give him. Yep. Well, um, there are so many things that we look upon the father to do. We think a father's role is that of a protector. Um, and being a protector really means two basic things as far as we're concerned. One, get your legal documents in order. Make sure that your family is protected that way. Two, get your finances in order. Make sure your family is protected that way. And don't overlook life insurance. Um, Everybody ought to have, at a minimum, a small policy in place to make sure that funeral and burial expenses can be provided for. Uh, we can help you with that. Right. You've been a proponent of life insurance for quite a long time, and you talk about life insurance as being um, such a a good basic thing that families ought to have. I mean, think of it, everyone. If anything happened to uh, you as a provider, your husband or father as a provider, who's going to pay for the kids to live in the house for food, for uh, basic health care? for all those things that you now take care of. So life insurance can be an important factor in your life. Well, not only that, but if you're in a two-spouse household, for example, and you're older and you're both collecting Social Security, remember that one of those Social Security checks will disappear if one spouse dies. Right. And the surviving person will end up with um, the larger of the two checks, but nevertheless your overall income is going to be less. So life insurance is a good tool for helping fill that gap. We're going to do a whole show on that subject uh, before long because uh, we're in the middle of a, or near the middle of a second year of a tax bill, and the tax bill only has a term of five years. So three years from now, the cut in taxes that we have seen for individuals is going to expire And the law says that we're going to go back to the old tax rates, which are higher. And all of a sudden, everybody's going to be paying higher taxes. So you might ask yourself, well, what happens if Congress says it's not politically smart to do this? We're going to keep this as a permanent law. I don't see how we can do that financially in this country. 
Well, yeah. Because the deficit just grows and grows and grows every year, and it's enormous right now. We have to pay for that someday. Don't you agree? Uh, yeah, I was going to say that uh, it's going to be an election year soon, and so everybody's going to want to do something to encourage the voter. Um, therefore, there may be a vote to keep this more permanently, this tax law. But how in the devil are we going to pay off the debt, which is how many trillion now? It's about $23 trillion. We can't even conceive of that. $1 trillion is equal to $1,000 billion. I yep. mean, it's, it's staggering. Yep. And our economy is not growing that rapidly to create more taxes. So at some point in the future, um, you can write this one down, at some point in the future, taxes in this country are going to go up again. And if you're not prepared for that, then um, you're going to get hurt in your retirement. Uh, we can talk about that. There are things you can do. You can do Roth IRAs instead of traditional IRAs. And life insurance is also an excellent way to provide for that. So we'll talk about that. I want to give some lessons from Martha Stewart and what she learned from her father. Martha Stewart said, um, he told me that with her own personal characteristics that she could, if she set her mind to it, do anything that she chose. She wrote this in 2013. She said, this advice instilled in me a great sense of confidence. And despite the fact that I was sometimes a little nervous, I stepped out and did what I wanted to do and when I wanted to do it. So, I mean, you've all heard that kind of advice from your father, if you grew up with a father, and who said, you can do this if you want to do this. Fathers are designed to give encouragement, whether it's sports or academics, whatever it happens to be. And it's hard to um, imagine how important that is to a child. The child needs to hear that people believe in him and people um, know that that child can succeed just by uh, force of will and, and going doing the, the best and the right thing. So here's a poll that was uh, done on what kind of Father's Day advice do fathers typically give. Uh, number one uh, at 34% was, don't spend money you don't have. Number two at 20% was, pay your bills on time. Number three, 18%, save for a rainy day. Uh, number four, almost the same number, almost 18%, don't quit your job before you have another. And then the last one, 10%, was no risk, no reward. So basically, men are more likely than women to say that the best financial lessons they learned from their father was to invest and to save. And that's what we can help people do in our office as well. Well, as we conclude today, um, I just want to simply say uh, Happy Father's Day. And I'm going to give you a quote from Mark Twain. When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Our grandson at almost 16 is um, a wonderful, wonderful kid, but um, always thinks that his parents are pretty insufferable. And <laughs> he will learn a lot between now and 22. Yeah, it's painful sometimes to watch kids and you think, oh my gosh, you've got so much to learn, you've got so much that we could teach. Yeah, but it has to be taught in a particular way and it has to be consistent. And that's what fathers do is that they 
consistently tell their children that they're wonderful and that they can succeed. Mm-hmm. Well, do something special if you are fortunate enough to have a father. Uh, make sure you make contact with your father. It's a great day to remember them and do something. Go to the Fairhaven Road Race. You still have time to do that. Abraham Lincoln once wrote, My father taught me to work, but not to love it. I never did like to work, and I don't deny it. I would rather read, tell stories, crack jokes, talk, laugh, anything but work. Who was that? Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's (laughs) very interesting. Yeah. Well, he, he did love to talk and tell jokes and tell stories and so forth. And, um... I have two other quotes I want to leave you with, and sorry for this, but I need to do this. This is uh, Pete Rose. My father taught me that the only way you can make good at anything is to practice and then practice some more. So I like that. We do learn things from our father. Uh, today is a, uh, a day, it's a weekend to uh, remember some of the lessons you might have learned. And I don't often do this. This is not a biblical show, but this is a quotation that I thought was useful, which is from the Bible. It's from Matthew 19, 19. Honor thy father and thy mother. Remember that quotation, Tenny? Very basic advice. Well, a big thank you to attorney Tenny Lance for joining me on the show and being my sidekick today. Come join us on Tuesday at noon for a lunch and learn on basic documents. Right. And... Happy Father's Day to every father who's listening. Happy Father's Day.